I'm so glad you're joining us for this episode of Street Soldiers on the Decade in Hip Hop. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. You can find me and follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, at Lisa Evers. And you can catch up on all of our Street Soldiers episodes, both Hot 97 and Fox 5, free of charge, no subscription, on lisaevers.com. You can also check out our podcast version of the show on iTunes and SoundCloud. Now, in this episode, we are focusing on the 2010s, the Decade and hip-hop, hard to believe, is just about over. But now the 2010s have been a decade of major developments in hip-hop, from its ascension to the most streamed form of music in the world, to its unprecedented impact on popular culture, and so much more. Let me break it all down for you with our panel. Joining me is Chuck Creekmer. He's the CEO and co-founder of allhiphop.com and a hip-hop commentator. Chuck, great to have you back with us. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. Also joining us is TT Torres. She's Hot 97 uh, music executive. She's also a multimedia personality. TT, great to have you back with us. Thanks for having me, Lisa. Thank you. Thank you so much. Also with us, I'm so psyched for the show. Also with us is Carl Lamar. He's a hip-hop editor of Billboard and the co-host of Billboard on the Block. Carl, great to have you with us. Thank you for having me, Lisa. Thank you so much. Chuck, I'm going to start with you on this. The 2010s, what just off the top of your head sticks out in your mind? I think it was just a great time of upheaval. I think we saw tremendous change over the last decade, and we saw some of the um, old guard completely fall off, and a lot of the new kings and queens emerge, and we saw who can endure, who can stand the test of time as well. So, you know, I think that, you know, streaming, things like that came into prominence. A lot of the old rust of the old era came completely off. Titi, when you think of the 2010s, because you're in this world every day, what's, what comes to mind for you? Um, I think what comes to mind is the rap beefs. Mm. Um, they got a lot more social and viral. Mm. The effect of memes mm -hmm. <laughs> and how a meme can really, really hurt your image. Um, also, um, the deaths, so many young artists dying young, um, not, not even in their thirties, but in their early twenties. Um, those are some of the things I think about in, in this decade. And the, definitely the social media thing, as you said, is, is a huge impact. Carl, for you, what, what sticks with you through this decade? Man, I, I, got, I got to go with the sheer domination of Drake. He was just a titan, uh, whole decade coming in 2009 was so far gone and then just leaving his mark on the game in 2010 with his debut album uh thank me later i didn't think he would be able to sustain and to be able to be such a force but for him doing it 10 years in having over like 200 hot 100 entries that's that's crazy to me how many say they get it? Over 200. I think he's Over at 207. Over 200? I think he's Hot at 207. Over 100 entry? Mm -hmm. Wow, that's, that's incredible. Chuck, what do you think about Drake in terms of the impact? Oh, oh man, I love Drake. I, th I think Drake's incredible. Um, he's been criticized, but, you know, I don't even think that matters right now. I think that the um, his body of work, his cultural footprint, like the impact that he's um, left. Also, quite frankly, you know, the battles. Like, he's kind of... The Meek Mill, and, yeah. the way, and then the mm -hmm. way he turned that around and flipped that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I right? mean, look, that was probably the battle of the decade right there, and it really wasn't even a battle the way we traditionally look at battles, but... Well, there hasn't been a real battle outside of Meek and Drake. Everybody plays too nice this decade. I thought Drake um, and Pusha Except on social Drake media. Drake and Pusha Except T was good, and the Remy Ma and Nicki was that good. Was vicious, that, yeah. that was a vicious yeah. one. Right. But um, I think now, you know, artists want to be friends. You know, mm -hmm. they want to just 
be everybody's bro and that's uh, my bro and that's my <laughs> sis and right. you know so every now and again we do need a good rap battle i mean oh, what is it kind I, of what about that i was gonna say i'm glad you brought that up because i think with the drake and, and Pusha t beef like the gloves came off right if, yeah. if you remember how scathing Pusha t's this was and mm-hmm. drake got petty and did the whole invoice thing like yeah that was a real ugly situation well, so i was at the station when Pusha came to premiere that record and i heard it before it went what do you think? They were all in the office like, oh my gosh, yeah. no, no, oh my gosh, no. But I was just like, ooh, if you're going to go there, you got to go there. Yeah. And when you enter a rap battle, you know, the gloves come off. I also think what's interesting, too, is when we talk about uh, rap beefs, uh, the Nicki Minaj and Remy Ma beef ignited a wave of female hip-hop artists. Mm-hmm. You know, before that um, rap battle, the spotlight wasn't on female hip-hop like And women that. were always trying to have, get yeah, their place. Yeah, women right. were always trying to get their place. And, um, Remy they brought were a be- lot of people together. Yeah, and, 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 and it overlooked, and, mm-hmm. and they were being overlooked. And it, when that happened, I think what it said was like, whoa, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Females can rap. But, mm-hmm. And like, wow, there is more than one. So I think that was like a yeah. story to be told. Yeah, Remy, Remy, well, you know, we have our opinions on on, on the results, but I think that the uh, positive side is that Remy, to counter the, the 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 ferociousness of her song, she brought a lot of unity. Women, unity, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was the other side. No, of well, that was a historic moment yeah. too at Summer Jam. Yeah, yeah when yeah. she brought Definitely. all the all the a couple of years ago when she brought all the female Cardi artists B, together, Young and May, Queen Latifah. Um, wow, just Lady of Rage. Raw Digger. Raw Digger. It was epic. just a lot. Lil that Kim. was epic. Lil, Lil Kim. Lil Kim. Yeah. There were so many. So speak, speaking of women, what Carl, Cardi B. Mm-hmm. First Man. female rap solo artist winner I'm, from I'm, the Grammys. I'm going to say she's like the Bronx Cinderella, the way her career just unfolded. I mean, she went from being a dancer to being an IG personality to being on Love and Hip Hop to hoisting that Grammy that you're talking about. I don't think we've ever seen that kind of trajectory in the history. Uh, well, history. If, you, if, you, if you couple that in with social media and then you put in a, a hit record, mm-hmm. the, the thing is the music got to be there. Mm-hmm. So if you think about early on Cardi B, you know, she was trying to music, trying to music, like a lick and all of these records that she had. Um, it didn't pop yet, but mm-hmm. when she had the hit, mm-hmm. which was Bodak Yellow, right. that's what took her to the levels that she is in now, um, coupled in with the, the personality that yeah. she has, which is un- unmatched. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody you? could follow that blueprint, to be honest. I don't think anybody's going to be able to. They're trying. They're trying. But there's, a lot that are, there's a lot yeah, that are. There's a lot. Let me just ask you, Chuck, in terms of her as a rapper, mm-hmm. how, does, how does the rap, kind of like the New York rap establishment... Look at that. Or uh, I shouldn't say New York. I should say the American. Yeah, I think I think people tend people have mixed opinions on um, her as an MC, but I think that we're seeing now that you know you gotta you gotta. I mean, she has firm roots here in New York, but I think that you have to be able to be global. You have to be a personality. You have to have all. Well, she doesn't try to be an MC. Cardi never said I want to be the most lyrical. But that's the rap artist. But that's the criteria that most people right, have. That's, right, right, right. But at least she doesn't pretend to be the most lyrical person on the planet. And that's what so like she will honestly say, "I love to make this type of music." Yeah. So you got to give her yeah, credit. Yeah. And for look that. at all the different people she collaborated with. What about the number of hits she's had? Where is she with that? I mean, look at that. I mean, like 
uh, TT was saying, Bodak Yellow, number one. She had a number one with, with Maroon 5 last year, uh, Girls Like You. Um, I like it when number one. So right. she's, aside from, not even Nicki Minaj is able to get a number one on the Hot 100, which is kind of crazy. I think with Cardi, she's the only one that's been able to succeed on that level. I think Megan Thee Stallion has a chance to catch up with her if we're talking uh, female rappers. But right now, I think Cardi stands alone on that front. All right, we're going to continue with this. This is Street Soldiers, the decade in hip-hop. Coming up, hip-hop and social issues and its impact. That's next. Yeah, Yo, you already know what it is, man. This is B.I.G. Shine. And this is The Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, real people, only on Hot 97. Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. In this episode, we're talking about the decade in hip-hop, the 2010s. A lot has happened, and a lot has happened in our society as well. And many of these issues have been reflected in what's happened to hip-hop artists, as well as the concerns that they focus their attention on. Joining me for this conversation is Chuck Creekmer. He's the CEO and co-founder of AllHipHop.com. He's also a hip-hop commentator. Chuck, great to have you with us. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. Also joining us is T.T. Torres. She's a Hot 97 music executive and a multimedia personality. T.T., great to have you with Hello. us. Thank you. Also with us is Carl Lamar. He's a hip-hop editor, the hip-hop editor for Billboard and co-host of Billboard on the Block. Carl, great to have you with Thanks us. Thanks for having me, Lisa. Thank you so much. Now, we've seen some tragedies and young deaths in hip-hop in this past decade. We saw Little Peep. We just saw uh, Juice World right on the verge of a phenomenal success. Uh, we saw XXX uh, murdered. We saw Nipsey murdered. We're seeing these types of things. Mac Miller, drug overdoses, these two issues of drugs and gun violence that have plagued our society, you know, reflected there in hip-hop. Carl, when you look at that, what do you think? Man, um, it's, it's, it's a really tough situation, you know, especially with Juice World, um, somebody that just recently passed. I feel like when it comes to... The drug situation, I think it's very important as far as who do you have around you. I think a lot of rappers have yes men. I think they don't have the right support system to try to talk to their artists and be like, hey, you know, I don't think this is the ideal move or situation. It's unfortunate these kids are not even over 21. They're not even able to see the fruits of their labor and they're dying yeah. over something they can control. Titi, you said on the show. You said on the show once we were talking about this not too long ago that this instead of talking about drug dealing, all the songs now are about taking drugs. Right. So you know, it, it's two things that um, I look at when you know hip hop in the '90s. We idolized Jay Z because Jay Z was the dope boy, right? And that was his way of getting out the hood. And for me, growing up, you never wanted to be the crackhead. That's something you aspired not to be. Right. You <laughs> wanted to get out the hood by any means necessary. Yeah. Now, it's different. A lot of these kids aspire to be just like the one the kids taking the drugs. And that's what's scary. And these opioid drugs, they alter your brain. So it's very hard to come off those drugs. And when you mix that in with lean and, and everything in between, it's a really, really hard addiction. And because it is prescribed, a lot of kids look at it like the cool drug. You know what I mean? And what happens is once they do the pills and they do the lean so much, it's not enough. They got to consume more and more and then they get and these more. pills like little people with right. the fentanyl in it right. and you, and you then, die instantly and you die instantly and i think it just really needs to be talked about more like 
this is killing kids. And this those opioid drugs used to be a suburban drug. Let's keep it a hundred. Mm-hmm. Wasn't in the hood. But then these artists started making these music making music to cater to that audience because that audience lives in the streaming world, right? That right. suburban kid who's not in the hood, who's mm-hmm. not into different things that how we grew up. Mm-hmm. So now these young artists are entering in their world. Yeah. And so now they are um, experiencing the things that these kids are experiencing. Right. And because it's prescribed by a doctor, it's not looked upon as, as so bad, but it's, mm-hmm. it is a horrible thing. But then drug. when they can't get the prescriptions, they get the, the bootleg ones. But let me bring it back mm-hmm. to the, the music and the the effect of the artists, Chuck. What about the effect of the of these types of things, these these issues? You know, the the drugs, the gun violence, mm-hmm. but especially when we lose artists like that, because people feel things so much more instantly because of social media, the social media explosion. Well, I think it's What's twofold. I think there's two sides to that. You know, I think that we've seen you know the deaths that you mentioned, but there's been way more. There have been tons and tons of deaths of artists that are not as notable, but. It's sort of like the cops killing black people on camera. You see it so much that you become desensitized. You're not as affected. So you may get a 24-hour news cycle out of it, and then it's kind of gone, right? So even with Juice World, who was tremendously um, on a, a super path, like he was really talented, but you're not seeing the, you know, when Biggie, I mean, of course, you know, Biggie's the almost, Big and Pac are the gold standard, quote unquote, when it comes to deaths and hip hop. Right. But you're not going to see a parade down whatever street. With, in Chicago, in yeah. Southside of Chicago. I what, what about the cops? Oh, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, just to counter that real quick, I think when Nipsey passed, I, Nipsey's, think, I was just going to yeah, ask you yeah, about that. We're talking about What about What about that? What about the Nipsey? I, I have a. Uh, Let him make his point. Okay, what, all right. I mean, about the Nipsey, I, I felt like that went on for like damn near a month, and that's because of social media with everybody. I don't agree. You don't? I, don't, I disagree, and I'll tell you why. Because if you know Nipsey, Nipsey was in every hood. He was in every oh, yeah, his influence, city. Right, it spread. So he, he's, he's, he's been around, I, I know you know this, but mm-hmm. he's been around way longer. You know, people like Steve Lobel, cats like that, they were taking Nipsey and introducing him to yes. everybody. Yes. So when he passed, that's why it was so... But personal. It was real for right, people. Right, because we shook hands with him. We hugged him. We, we knew him. We knew him. We knew, we knew the we story really behind him. him. But what strikes me the most is, and what disturbs me the most, is how desensitized we have come as a community in terms of putting everything on social media. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, when we saw XXX pass away, you know, people are so mm-hmm. quick, instead of calling for help, to pick up the phone and record <laughs> him yeah. dead in the car. Right. Or with when we look at, with respects to Nipsey, that video that was floating around online mm-hmm. of him after he was shot and mm-hmm. laying dead. Like, right. people aren't thinking about, like, wow, somebody kid could watch that or his mm-hmm. family could see that floating online. They just want to get to the story. World they they want to, yeah, they want to get that instant yeah. gratification. And what happens is when you're on social media so much, there's no stop button. Right. There's and nothing it's, that it's, says in. It just keeps going and going. It's a blessing and, and a curse. Right. It keeps going and going but and l- going. But let me come back to the Nipsey thing, because I was out in L.A. last spring, and it's just what you're saying about Nipsey. Yes, he's, you know, very current. He uh, he was a, he was a very current artist, but he, he had that old school, 
you know, boots on the ground mm-hmm. in the various neighborhoods, real contacts and real relationships. He wasn't an overnight internet sensation right. like Absolutely. some of these artists that we're seeing now. But you know what's crazy? Um, I, I think with XXX, when he passed, we might not be able to relate to it because of our ages. Right. But kids, the kids were affected the by kids it. kids were hurt by yeah. that. Right. Right. Because remember, he was the original genre of emo music. Yeah. Right. You know right. what I mean? He yeah. was like the godfather of that, Very true. that sound, mm-hmm. that, that emo music that he made. Mm-hmm. So he definitely had an impact on those kids that stream and those kids that really, really follow him. But the crazy part about it, what I noticed that Nothing changed from that passing. But so that's the whole Biggie, thing. When Biggie passed and when Pac passed and hip hop, it was a cultural shift and, and change. Like, okay, we can diss, but we can't. We always go back to we can't let this be a Biggie and Pac thing, right? right? I feel like with this generation, there is no bar. There is no like level of like, yo, chill. Like, I'll tell you why. Because I think these kids are dealing with things that we didn't have to deal with. They're dealing with things. It doesn't go away because. Depression doesn't go away. It doesn't go away because the conditions, whatever they're dealing with, it just doesn't go away that easily. You don't get, you know, like Big and Pac was like cold water on like the whole hip hop nation. Like, yo, we got to wake up. Mm -hmm. We can't allow this to happen again. But these kids are still medicating, self-medicating with drugs. There's, I mean, you know. But I felt, I felt when I say that, I felt like Big and Pac taught um, the culture a lesson, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like with the passing of Mac and with the passing of all of these young artists, they're still not teaching. Nobody's a saying lesson. don't drink lean, right. stop making like, lyrics like, about lean. They're doing it more. They're doing it more. It almost popularizes it more. They're doing it more. Right. You still yeah. see these artists online doing the lean Nobody or popping a pill. Or, you know, I feel like like it was some kind of sensory in our head that said, yo, chill. Even with artists, are, let, don't take it too far as a culture. Exactly, Carl, real quick. I was going to say, um, I mean, from what I've noticed within the last 48 with Juice World Pass, and I've seen Trippy Red come out and say, yeah. you know what, I'm going to stop doing drugs. I've seen Little Mosey come out and say, I'm going to stop doing drugs. So hopefully that's a, see, that's that's a start in the right see. direction. But I you don't just stop those kind right. of drugs. Right. You have to go for real treatment and real and therapy. It, yeah. mm-hmm. and, and, and like mental we health saw therapy. with Famous Dex. Look at Famous Dex. How yeah. many times has Famous Dex yeah. been um, online showing his treatment, his battle, like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's 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 a hard addiction. Absolutely. It's a very hard it's very difficult. Anyway, um, we're going to continue with this conversation, The Decade in Hip Hop. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. We'll be right back. Hey, what up, y'all? This is Lloyd, the King of Hearts, and this is Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, and real people only on Hot 9-7. You dig? Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. In this episode, we're talking about the 2010s, the decade in hip hop. Joining me for this conversation is Chuck Creekmer. He's the founder, co-founder and CEO of allhiphop.com. He's also a hip hop commentator. Chuck, great to have you with Thanks us. For having me. Thank you so much. Also with us is Titi Torres. She's a Hot 97 music executive and multimedia personality. Titi, great to have you. Thanks. Hi, Lisa. How are you doing? Thanks for being with us. Also with us is Carl Lamar. He's the hip-hop editor for Billboard and co-host of Billboard on the Block. Now, the 2010s, we saw the whole changeover into music consumption, the way music is being consumed. The music industry went through a revolution. Um, So what impact, Chuck, do you feel that has had on the actual content Um, or quality, I should say? It's 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 been interesting. I mean, streaming. There's so much to say. So first of all, I'll say that um, 
the barriers to entry are, are like gone, you know, so you can pretty much get on Spotify very easily. Uh, will you get heard? That's a whole nother story. But the barriers to entry are, are just about gone. As far as hip-hop being the number one genre, it's been the number one genre for a really, really long time. So massive. Really. Uh, yeah, yeah <laughs> for a long time. Now, you know, the streams are there, bootlegging is lessened, whatever, downloads, whatever you want to call it. So we've been number one for a long time. Um, overall, I think that we've seen a lot of artists able to emerge without going through the, go- the guard or the gatekeepers and that's what caused a lot of confusion. You know, we we forget, like, the complaining. You know, there was, like, a lot of complaining in the middle of the uh, decade. A lot About of people couldn't guys, get hurt or, no, or the older guys Yeah, did. a lot of the older guys were pissed because they were seeing young guys make it, young guys and women make it through their... You know their processes and, and without and, much talent. Without much talent, doing it their way. Yeah, doing true, it a different way. They might not like. There are no gatekeepers anymore, and but they Titi, have a lot of artists. A lot of people would say you're a, gate, a gatekeeper or a tastemaker. Well, I don't say gatekeeper means keeping people. No, no, I mean tastemaker in terms of determining has the way you looked at. What is music that is going to end up on the highly coveted position of being on the Hot 97 official playlist? Has the way you made that decision or the way artists come to your attention changed over the decade? Absolutely, yes. Explain it to us. Yes, like, you know, it used to be you have to be in a club every night. It used to be, you know, what the DJs um, brought to the table. It used to be what the record labels were pushing. It used to be. Uh, it used to be I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I don't know nothing about that because I never engaged in there it. There you go. Um, <laughs> it used to be so many things, but you know now, you know. I have to stay in tune with what's happening online, what's moving and shaking in the streaming world and look at everything across the board. Um, But like I was talking um, previously, um, you know, there's a lot of of artists that come into the game strictly to catch a lick. You know, if I could get a lick, I'm cool. You know, they're not really trying to um, be really for the culture. And I think when we talk about hip hop, hip hop has been a life changing uh, culture for many people. Like, it saved people's lives. I think that's why a lot of older artists are so passionate about it, because a lot of them were able to get out the drug game by rapping, mm-hmm. or, you know, s- stop with the, um, you know, gang banging, and really change their lives because of, of this culture. And we see so many people now who want to just jump on the bandwagon of, of this culture. Like there were at a, uh, there were times. Remember when brands wouldn't even be associated with a rap artist? Now every brand right. wants to they be can't, they can't with get a rap artist. Carl, what about in, in terms of the because Billboard is famous. You're you're the gold standard for yeah. the charts and and for chart success. A lot of these artists now come up off like Juice World. They mm-hmm. come may rest in peace. Um, they they come they become popular on the internet. And then, but then they get yeah. th- then they get music these multi million dollar deals after XXX same thing after you know Takashi after yeah. all these things at first people are like oh it's just the internet the kids like it and then they become these mainstream artists with mainstream numbers yeah I mean shout out to the internet and you know you just mentioned <laughs> six nine. He was the he kept us floating too with his uh yo eleven four eleven on the Billboard chart. So there's artists that would still take note of you know being number one or trying to get that chart success. But like everyone is saying, you could have a little studio in the crib. You could set up a SoundCloud page. 
you could set up um, a Spotify page and you're golden. If you, all it takes is one hit. You see a little Tekka. He came out with Ransom this year. Came out of nowhere. He's 16, wearing braces. Doesn't look like your ideal rapper. Yeah, right? but, but, <laughs> but popularity, don't get it confused. Popularity doesn't always equal the best talent. And of it's course. okay. You know what I mean? It's okay. But, but Chuck, what about that? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, obviously popularity doesn't equal the best talent. I mean, I, I, I don't I don't disagree with you, but I just think that, again, it's your lens, and we have probably a similar lens, but mm-hmm. I have I, I feel very blessed to have to be able to receive the young a lot of the younger rappers without judgment, without as much judgment. And I think partly uh, that's partly because I keep quite a few of them around me. I mean, teenagers, straight up. And we have dialogue. And back in the day, you had dialogue. You know what I'm saying? It's like there, it, the guard. It was always, it was always the same. It's never changed. So if you go way back, Grandmaster Melly Mel does not like Run DMC. Like he didn't like how they came into the game. Mm-hmm. And if you go a few years, it's like a generation gap. Thing yeah, almost. absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And I think now it's a lot. It's much easier than we realize. I think we went through like some real serious turbulence. But now, I mean, even Cardi, like, I love Cardi. I have no problem with Cardi. But there's a lot of people that have issues with that process. A lot of people have issues with Drake's process, Mm -hmm. you know. Kanye. But the thing is, is, you know, it's, it's, it's about being consistent, too. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of these artists that come in the game... Yo, they have a three-year run, and but and then it's but over. that's all that. But that's but that's always been there too. We they yeah. serve their purpose, and then they and then they're gone. So like, how do you how do you how do you look at that? Because a lot of people say now that now the artist careers, there's the record labels aren't as involved in the artist from day one the way they were back in the day, mm-hmm. where they had artist development, where they had certain a certain level of producers and talent around them that they could work with yeah. to develop them. Are we are we having we have a lot more artists out there? The field is much more crowded. But is it better? I mean, I think that's why you got to come in the game kind of with a do-it-yourself mentality. I think that's why a lot of these artists are thriving on the independent circuit. Uh, And then when they get to a certain level, they might be like, okay, I got this amount of followers. I have this amount of success and views on the Internet. I'll come and go to a record label just for your bread real quick. I mean, the baby was doing his thing before he signed with Interscope last year. Did he need to? Not really, but it gave him the extra exposure. Mm -hmm. You get that extra machine once you are able to uh, uh, attain that certain level of success and money. Yeah, but that's what that's what labels are looking for now. And he was built for it. They want kind of like a ready-made, like already on the platter artist. Absolutely. They're not trying to build them from scratch anymore. You got very few people that try to build build from scratch. Well, I I gotta say what Three Hundred has done. Building their roster from scratch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come on, Kevin Lyons got the blueprint to that. Thugger, yeah. Gunna. Those guys Gunna. are vet. You know, their that pedigree is. is yeah, silly. but Kevin Lyons come from the Def Jam, Russell Simmons right. pedigree. So yeah. look at the talent that they've been able to build over there as an independent record label. But if you have Kevin Lyons in your independent organization, you're you're gonna win. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna win. But let me let me ask you this: in terms of the way they look, the way that artists are looked at too. Is it possible for there to be such a thing as an amazing artist who's really popular without social media? Chuck. Oh, boy, that's... It's hard. It's hard. That's to tough. Almost that's not. tough. No, right? Cole and Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> without, <laughs> they're fine. Yeah, they're fine. They're but fine. They, yeah, have, yeah, but they, they built that like before Beyonce. it right. exploded. Oh, yeah. so you're saying like a new, new artist? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, some of these guys, they captivate you, or women, they captivate you differently. So that they, like Kanye said... Uh, you know, 
don't do no press, but get the most press. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what if you drop a song, it it carries for you know, most of these guys are out here doing the most, trying really hard to get attention all the time. It's right. a twenty four seven thing. But uh someone like Kendrick Cole, Beyonce, I mean she's not a rapper, but you know, you know what I'm saying. That's a legacy. Yeah. Y'all might hate me for saying this, but what about Post Malone? What about him? What about him? Post Malone, he's not this a social a, media. I mean, but, but and, this is an artist. See, this is my issue with him. This is an artist that came out and said what he is doing is not hip hop music. Yeah, no, nah, that's a problem not, for me. He's not a because you're a white Ooh, artist. What is hip hop now? But nah, no, 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 that's nah, not he's cool. Not okay, that, that is a good but question. That's not cool though, as a white artist. You mean for him to say it? For him to say that. And basically piggyback his first hit came were, from but, Urban but, but, Radio. T-T- Let's keep it hundred. That if, first hit he had. No, let me finish okay. my thought because I'm very passionate about this conversation. That first hit that he had, White Iverson. broke White Iverson broke at Urban Radio right. first. Okay, and then he went over and crossed over into Z100 and all of these other And then he started feeling himself and saying, and then, "I don't need And then he don't make <laughs> he don't make rap music. So what are you saying that our music that come from our culture, which is but, black? Culture is not hip hop. So what it. happens 10, 15 years from now when all the faces look like Post Malone and but, our brown and, and, and black faces are faded to the black? So again, what is hip hop now? No, but, I'm, but, I'm just it's, it's, but wait a minute, let me, let me ask you this. If he, if he, but if he had said if he was if he was a black or Latino artist and had said, I'm not I'm not hip hop. Would Juice that have... World said that before he passed. He said, "Yo, I'm not trying to be just a, a hip hop artist. I'm trying to make music that's bigger than that." There's right, a lot he said, of artists, but he didn't deny that he was a hip hop artist. Post Malone denied, straight up denied that it. he wasn't a hip hop artist. That's a problem for me. That's but a the problem. bigger but is problem all... is us accepting the... these artists, breaking these artists without vetting these artists, and allowing them into our world. For better or worse, we're the most accommodating culture. We are. Right, we are. And Post Malone. <laughs> but that's, 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 but that's been a strength of hip hop. But that's been a strength of hip hop. Let's keep it 100. But Post Malone though. is still bringing out the baby. He'll still he still bringing them. out. Oh, of course, he, he doesn't needs them to still need? be cool. He doesn't need them, but it keeps him cool. It keeps him cool because that's what black culture does. It's cool. Right. That's why other people want in it. And let me also say this. It's easier for somebody like a Post Malone to cross over to Z100 mm-hmm. and all of these places than it is for the baby. Why isn't it the same playing field over there? But that's a whole other yep. show. That's another show, know. But we and we've done that, but it's time to do that again. Chuck, what, what about Post Malone saying that he's not hip-hop? Does it matter to you, or is this just a sign of the times? I mean, it, 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 I don't care about Post Malone. You know what I mean? Right. Like, um, I think that it's just unfortunate that he doesn't have an, enough respect for the, for the culture, and that's that's the real problem. And there are no consequences, there are no repercussions for him saying that. And furthermore, his own audience is probably extremely ignorant and doesn't even take offense. But this does harken back to the day which T.T. mentioned earlier. It's like where, where products didn't want to be associated with hip-hop because yeah, it was predominantly yeah. people Everybody wants to be black till yeah. it's time to be right. black. Exactly. Yeah. And then it went in popularity. Right. Real quick, Carl, what about yeah. Post Malone? You brought up Post Malone. Real quick, final word on this segment. I'm not going to deny I'm not a Post Malone fan. Okay. Post Malone, dope artist, but... 
I do think he has a strong appreciation for hip hop. I, I don't think he's a type of artist that's gonna say hip hop turn his back. I, you know what I mean? So I'm not gonna close the door on him. I do agree with what you were saying. His comments were a little controversial, but I think deep down he still has a love and appreciation for hip hop, and hip hop loves him. Bill 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 you guys, we but have... then say that when you're on a big listen, platform. Don't say I hate. When, when, listen, listen, when you're on a big platform like that, and this is my this is my issue. When you're on a big platform like that, and you're able to get on those platforms, tell the truth about what it is, and and give the respect to the culture. But, that but okay, real quick, Carl, Carl, final, final word. He, Let's he get the other side. He also said the first song that made him fall in love with hip-hop was Fat Joe Lean Back. So he's not denying okay, the culture. Okay, we gotta lean back and we're gonna be right back. This is Street <laughs> Soldiers. The 2010s, the decade in hip-hop. We'll be right back. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Ro Timmy. You're listening to Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Yes, sir. Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. In this episode, we're talking about the decade in hip-hop, the 2010s. A lot has been happening. Joining me for this conversation is Chuck Kriegmer. He's a CEO and co-founder of AllHipHop.com and also a hip-hop commentator. Chuck, great to have you with us. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much. Thank also joining us is TT Torres. She's a Hot 97 music executive and a multimedia personality. TT, great to have you with us. How are you? All right, how Glad are you? To be here. It's great to have you with us. Also joining us is Carl Lamar. He's a hip hop editor for Billboard and also co host of Billboard on the Block. Carl, great to have you with us. Thanks for having me. I'm going to start with you because you guys have to put people on certain hot lists oh my God. according to music yeah, categories. You, you Pressure. Do it. What has it been like in the Billboard world where we have. All types of different artists doing different types of music, and you know, you're putting me on blast. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Listen, well, you can just talk yeah. about the pressure Let's if talk you want. About your list shout out, decade. shout out to the charts team. You know, <laughs> the, they they got a tough job in doing that and trying to you know vet what goes where genre wise. Um, how do you determine a genre? How do you determine how do you determine what's a genre? Like what's a hip hop or what's a rap song or what's a man? That's a struggle I have every every day. I'm not gonna lie to you. Really, when I hear new artists, you know, because they'll come through with a trap beat and then they're singing and it's like is it hip-hop is it r&b like that's a struggle i encountered because i think with with hip-hop we're, we're we're entering like a very genreless space so it's hard for me to pinpoint exactly what is hip-hop mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. because of the artists that's coming out it's very different as opposed to what it was in the 2000s and the 90s it's not a simple boom bap kind of situation like, with that sound chuck what about that in terms of in terms of how you look at it with everything that's yeah, out there i mean you know i definitely agree with that i mean i i have my own personal definition of what hip-hop is or what hip-hop isn't and that's my personal preference um for example drake does a lot of singing when he sings i don't listen mm. when he raps i listen it's that simple and that's no disrespect to him i just don't prefer to hear him sing you, you don't prefer the singing right drake. so i think that it's it's a it's a you know, the continued evolution of hip-hop. You know, singing is not new. Drake didn't invent that. But I think that it's still hip-hop. It's just a different chamber. I mean, hip-hop's always had... Like different a different... Yeah, yeah. Sub, like yeah. A different, what, what I, do you think, TT? It's all hip-hop. Yeah. It's all black culture. It's all hip-hop. That's what it's it is. Hip it's hip-hop. So do you it's think like Afrobeats is like a section of hip-hop? It's just different tiers. Yeah. It's all... All I mean, in the culture. always been Mi a, a mixed a culture. Mix, yeah, it's different branches and sub yeah. levels, too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Like you, like you hear um, uh, Caribbean beats, and mm -hmm. like you go to Africa and you hear these beats, and you go to the Bronx and you hear this, you go to Brooklyn and you hear that. I mean, it's all hip hop. It's all a culturally um, 
how do I say a cultural relevant, relevant cultural feeling, a, a vibe, a vibe, uh, yeah, Gumbo. yeah. Like Everything is just broader now. Yeah, you know? the yeah. definitions are broader. I would say like there's a wider spectrum to it. Like like we were saying, there's like sub levels, different branches. Like we were saying with with an Afro beat, right? Um, whether we want trap music, trap music, there's mm -hmm. there's different levels. To the it. singing, and, and, and the artists. There's still regular hip hop. You know, if you look at the guys, Griselda Records out of Buffalo. Yeah. I mean, they're doing very traditional, so hip -hop. to speak. Freddie yeah. Gibbs, hardcore like hip hop. Yeah. Freddie Gibbs, yeah. currency. You know, these yeah. guys are still rapping. Yeah, then you got the new kids coming out of Brooklyn with the drill music. You mm -hmm. got um, oh, yeah. uh, Five Year Foreign, mm -hmm. Pop Smoke. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, what's the other kid? Uh, Chef G, you know, yeah, yeah. They're, mm -hmm. they're coming out with their sound, and mm -hmm. that's very hard and gritty. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, yeah. So, what about in terms of bars? Chuck, bars gone? No, the past. Bars I always think people want a quotable for Instagram. They want a quotable. Yeah, Somebody's going to want a quotable at some yeah. point. But that's the one thing about Juice World that I was impressed with because his even pen, though, his freestyles, his freestyles were ridiculous. Right in this studio with Flex, he did that he did some of the most famous. And he would go hours. He would go yeah. hours. Yeah. yeah. But, and that Funk Flex freestyle yeah. changed yeah. a lot of people. This kid is from Chicago, guys. Yeah. Come on, like Chicago yeah, but, but, breeds but some really good MCs. Yeah, but that that level of so, freestyle is yeah. very and rare. Carl, what about that? The thing is, especially for his generation. What a lot of that. okay, so that's that, what I want to ask yeah. you, so Carl. Now, what about that? What a lot of people don't realize the kids of the SoundCloud world, the little Uzi verse, the XXX, the and Trippy the emo Rags, rappers. They could actually rap. Mm -hmm. They could actually bar up. Like mm -hmm. Uzi Vert used to like battle rap. Like yeah. people don't understand that. So like, did they, they come dumb down themselves to cater to the emo fan base? I or is think, it just I a generational so. thing? I think it's a generational thing, and I also think it goes back to what you were saying. For some of these artists, I'm not saying them, they just came to get a lick. They yeah. know what time it is. They have the skill set, but they're like, is that... And you mean to just get, get the, the money, money, just to get the money and the exactly. fame. Exactly. Is that yeah. going to be you know, the easiest way, the quickest way for me to get the bag? You know? Right. And there is an audience for emo music. Mm -hmm. There is... A big audience. Yeah, a and that generation, audience. the teenagers. Because yeah. mm -hmm. you look at who... A lot of people with Juice World uh, passing... You know, a lot of it, like 12, 13-year-olds and 14-year-olds yeah. impacted by that. But just think about the amount of kids, right? Not to cut you off. Think about the amount of kids that don't have no social interaction, mm -hmm. that do not go outside, mm -hmm. that literally <laughs> the gaming system raised them and mm -hmm. the iPad raised them. Mm -hmm. And they sit in this world by themselves and looking at, looking at whatever's the on The best their version feet. of right. everyone's life. Right. So media. there is tons of kids whose lives have been changed because of technology. Mm -hmm. But Chuck, what about the what about these younger artists? You know, these younger artists and being able to do bars, being able to freestyle, and yet still do the type of music that is connecting with their peers. Well, again, I don't think this is anything different. Like if you look, Jay Z, for example, used to rhyme a certain way, quote unquote, like common sense. And then he slowed it down to cater to the audience and to cater me. to... Hmm? He, he catered to me. Yeah, to cater. <laughs> you know, say, hey, look, man, I, you know, my favorite rappers are the ones that rap fast and the ones that show that real lyrical dexterity of putting words together, putting words, you know what I mean? And that's who I look at as the, the, the best rappers. But there's also something to be said about the people that can bring it down a notch and, and really speak to their audience. 
Because if you if you have an audience and you go over their head, then what's the point? But look at Jay-Z. Jay-Z has turned 50 this year. Mm -hmm. He has gracefully aged with his audience Absolutely. and has gracefully made music that directly targets his fan base. And mm -hmm. has gracefully become the first hip-hop billionaire. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. a major accomplishment. Like, like 444. Mm -hmm. That's grown people talk. You know what I mean? Like, like his music caters to his fan base. And, and you know, somebody at 50, 50 now is not 50 when my mom was 50. Exactly. Like, it's hip-hop 50. That's yeah. a whole different That's a whole different thing. Yeah. Exactly. I know, I know this, this whole conversation has kind of been geared towards the whole SoundCloud rap. But if you look at it at the end of the day, you bring up Hove. I still think the lyrical side of rap controls the whole aspect of hip-hop. Because if you ask who are the top three right now, you'll hear... It's Kendrick, Kendrick Drake, Cole. Cole. Yeah. Kendrick, Cole, Drake. Yeah. And they're all lyrical rappers. So at the end of the day, I still think lyricism matters yeah. and is really valued and, and appreciated talent, in the hip-hop. Talent, talent, guys. Mm -hmm. We could say all we talent want. Talent is always going to win. Talent is always going to win. Um, I don't care what anybody say. You can have the most popular... You could be the most popular person on the planet, but you got to have some talent and a hit record. To Absolutely. And look, mm -hmm. looking ahead to 2020, the 2020s, mm -hmm. uh, Chuck, what do you see happening? Or I what do you think is going to happen? I'm, I'm very optimistic. I'm extremely optimistic. Mm -hmm. I'm very, very optimistic. In terms of what? I'm going to tell you why. What you want to see. All right. All right. But it's got to keep it why. short because we're running okay. out of time. Why? <laughs> because Sorry, hate to the be playing field is, is being leveled for the artists that are the lyricists that are the quote-unquote, if you will, real hip-hop. And I think that we appreciate them more, and they are stronger now because of the 2010s. They've endured through that, mm. that madness. And, yeah. um, and I think that uh, people like Eminem and Griselda, they've seen the value in those artists, and those artists have gone through it. So, for example, Slaughterhouse and Eminem didn't work. Mm. Yeah. Why? Who's, who knows? But... Right. But the same kind of crew works now. Yeah. It totally works. TT, real quick, looking ahead. Only time can tell. Um, I think to piggyback off he, what he said, what Chuck said, um, I agree with him on, on that note. But um, I'm just I'm just optimistic. You know, I, I don't really have much expectations for 2020. I, I just know the culture is in such a big space. And um, it can only go up or down. So And a lot more people eating off it, yeah. too. And surviving and making making real careers. Yeah, uh, Carl, when you look ahead, what do you see? To to be honest, I'm very optimistic for uh, women in hip hop. Yeah. I think 2019 showcased a lot of versatility, a lot of mainstream success for like a City Girls, for a Sweetie, Megan Thee Stallion. I, Lizzo. Oh yeah, Lizzo. I think Rhapsody dropped, man or woman dropped one of the best albums of 2019. So I think with the new decade coming up, just the rise of women in hip-hop in the mainstream world, I think is something to look out for. And You're I not just saying that because you know I would like you to hear that, right? I'm not. No, no. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> I also want to see the rise of women behind the scenes. Too. Behind mm, the scenes, too. Okay. Is, yeah. uh, amen to that. We're out of time, but I want to thank you guys for being with us thank for this episode us. of Street Soldiers. Chuck Creekmore, thanks so much for being with us. TT, great to have you with thank us you. again. Thank you. And Carl Lamar, thanks so much for being with us. No and thank you for joining us for this episode of Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. Remember, use your mind. It's your best weapon. I hope it's your only weapon. Let's push for peace.